Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series titled, The Frame. Hebrews 11, verses 1 through 3 in the New King James Version says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Picture this with me, a picture frame, nice and large, very pretty, but there's no picture in it. It's completely blank. That's because this frame is the frame of the Word of God, and the Scripture says the worlds are framed by the Word of God, and the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Therefore, there's nothing visible in this picture to the natural eye because everything we can see was not made by what we can see. It came from the supernatural. As a matter of fact, everything that's natural was made by the supernatural. And the supernatural is the word of God. God spoke words, and through faith in those words, it created the worlds we see and we understand. This frame is also finite and infinite. It's infinite in the fact that there is nothing that has been made except by the creative words of God. And then it's finite because outside the frame, there is nothing that's been made. It's a frame with boundaries. It's called the word of faith. The word of faith speaks and manifestations take place. The word of faith speaks and calls those things into existence that never existed before. As a matter of fact, let's go over our six points again that we've been learning about Abraham's faith found in Romans chapter 4, verses 17 through 22. And I'm going to give a scripture example of confession for each application. The first principle is found in Romans chapter 4, verse 17. It says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. This is a sentence we may have heard before. Abraham was instructed to call those things which be not as though they were. God changed his name from Abram to Abraham, which meant father of many nations. Therefore, Abraham was calling himself the father of many nations before he was ever a father. And at the time he was given this name, it was actually impossible for him to be a father. Sarah was 90 and Abraham was 100 when they had Isaac. It was impossible at that time. But through the spoken word of God, the promises of God that are yes and amen, we can see things in the spirit. Even though we don't see the promises, we confess them 
and they bring them to pass into the natural. They turn from the supernatural into the natural by what we call the word of faith. What's a good example of this first principle, being calling those things which be not as though they were? How about 1 Peter 2.24? I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. Many people don't believe we can confess that and it will work for us, but it's the absolute truth. Some people say you can't say you're healed until you're healed. Well, that's not the word of faith. The word of faith stands on the promises of God, one of them being healing. Therefore, the word of faith would say, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus before you're ever healed. And it will turn it from the supernatural, the world we cannot see, and bring it into a manifestation into the world we can see called the natural. That's why it says by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Our second principle is in verse 18. Talking about Abraham again, it says, who against hope believed in hope. That means there really was no hope for him. It was impossible. But he believed in hope anyway. And then it goes on, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. So against hope, he believed in hope. What did he believe in? He believed what God had spoken. And he knew that if he spoke after God's word, that it will turn the promise of God from the supernatural into the natural. And the scripture I have for this principle is Galatians 3, 13 through 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Let me say it this way. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law that the blessing of Abraham might come upon me in Christ Jesus and that I might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, what is that? That's against hope, believing in hope according to that which was spoken. And the third principle we find in verse 19. Abraham, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Well, we could say it this way, by faith, consider not the problem. Abraham was not weak in faith. What he did was, instead of considering the problem, instead of considering his own body now dead, and instead of considering the deadness of Sarah's womb, he decided to consider the word of God. Notice it doesn't say he denied it or didn't believe it or didn't say it was true. It just simply says he didn't consider it. What did he consider? He considered the word he had from God that he would be the father of many nations over and above the truth that he saw with his own eyes. What's a good scripture we could use with this principle? Well, I think of Philippians 4.19. God supplies all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. What that's saying is our needs are met by the riches that are in his glory. That's the frame. In that frame are the riches of glory. Can't see them, but we're believing for them. And so we say God supplies all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Therefore, when you say that and believe it with your heart, it goes from the supernatural to the natural and manifests in your life. This is the word of faith which we speak. The fourth principle is in verse 20. It says, Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, 
but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. This scripture really means a lot to me because I call Abraham the father of faith or the father of the faith. And it says that he staggered not at something. What didn't he stagger at? He didn't stagger through unbelief. Well, how could it say that if Abraham never had unbelief? What I believe it's really saying is that though Abraham had unbelief, he didn't let it trip him up. And then it tells us how. It says, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So how did he not stagger when unbelief came to him? Well, he strengthened his faith by giving God the glory. Instead of talking about the problem, he started praising God for the answer. And it strengthened his faith. Listen to this. I love it. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. That means he must have had it. But he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. What does that tell us? That whenever unbelief comes to us, we're no different than our father of the faith, Abraham. But in order to be like him, we need to stagger not at it and start giving God the glory for the answer and thanking him. Oh, Lord, you're more than enough for me. What's a good scripture that explains this principle? How about Psalm 34, verse 1? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Wow, yeah, that's praising God in the middle of a trial. And then let's go to principle number 5 in verse 21. Abraham, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Well, Abraham was fully persuaded that God is able. That's one of the principles for us. We must believe that all the promises of God are yes and amen. I can think of a scripture for that one, Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Wow, being fully persuaded. Mm-hmm, I know he is definitely able to perform his promises. And then the last but not least principle is principle number six in verse 22. It says, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. And as we've discussed yesterday, this word imputed means that God accepted Abraham's faith. He counted it to him. He gave him it as credit and called it done. I like this scripture, Genesis 21, verse 3. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. That's what was imputed, his son Isaac. It actually manifested from the supernatural, unseen world into the natural world we see with our own eyes. So by faith, Abraham and Sarah had Isaac. And then verses 23 through 25 tell us that all this was written and recorded for us. Because if we operate our faith, just like our father of the faith did his faith, it will work for us too. Maybe you don't want a baby named Isaac. Maybe you don't even want a baby, but whatever you're believing God for is your baby. And if you see it in the supernatural by faith and confess it with your mouth, you can create the promises of God to come from heaven to you and manifest on this earth. It's what we call the word of faith. It's how we get saved. It's how we get healed. It's how we get delivered. It's how we get our needs met. It's how we receive all the promises of God that are yes and amen. Can you see the picture? It looks like there's nothing there, but the frame is the word of God. And inside are all the promises of God that are yes and amen. 
and outside is nothing because you must operate your faith according to the word of God. It doesn't work without a promise from God. But if you have a promise from God, such as you're healed by the stripes of Jesus, then you can confess it and you can believe it. And what you say and what you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth will come to pass. Thank you, Jesus. That is the word of faith which we speak. Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 10, it says, But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then verse 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I love the word of faith. And as you can tell, everything that we can see has not come from what we see, but rather it comes from the supernatural, from what we cannot see. It comes from the supernatural word of God. Our time is up. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same channel. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.